Well, hi, welcome to the Living With Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abichamra, and it's so awesome to have you here, especially today. This is a big week for me. We have just launched my book, Fractured Faith, Finding Your Way Back to God in an Age of Deconstruction. Many of you listening have read the book. Uh, Maybe you're in the process of reading it. Many of you have already gotten it. Hey, um, we have been working on this book for some time, so I wanted today to give you a little orientation. We're gonna do something a little bit atypical to what we've done here in the past. You'll get to hear about it in a minute, but I wanna update you on some of the opportunities that we have for you. Before I do, let me kind of tell you a little bit about our podcast. We uh, have a weekly podcast every Thursday, and the goal of the podcast is to share biblical truth for everyday life. Do it in one of two fashions. I either do these Dear Lena interview questions where people send me questions about life, faith, culture, and other things, and I try to answer them in a biblical way in three point bullet point answers uh, and, and and I think most of you have really enjoyed that we'll get back to that format soon we've also done a lot of interviews and the interviews have been fun and I try to find voices in evangelicalism and the Christian world that point to a biblical perspective on life uh, I hope you've enjoyed those too and a lot of them have just been stories of what God is doing in people's lives and maybe some of the lesser known names and faces in the Christian world but people who have been deeply impacted by God and whose story has impacted us and so that's a gist of what we do here now For the next 10 or so weeks, we're going to be doing a focus on fractured faith. The topic is important enough that we're going to take some time and discuss this uh, with greater attention. And and, and there's a number of ways that you're going to be hearing about this book. Uh, First of all, we're going to be doing some interviews in the weeks to come with people who have walked through some form of deconstruction or or faith crisis or have gone through church hurt. If you've read the book, then you know that much of the premise of my pain was related to leaving my church that I loved. And uh, and of course, the, that brought up the PTSD related to so many other trauma and disappointment in my life that sort of came to the surface as as uh, as I was walking through that pain of leaving my church. And so again, you'll get the whole story in the book, but but week by week for the next 10, 10 weeks, we're going to be talking to people who have endured a lot of pain in their lives and how God met them and gave them hope in it. Uh, we're also going to be meeting weekly on Thursday nights. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I have a Facebook Live where I teach the Bible live with people in our Facebook Living with Power community. If you're not in that, you should be. Now, this is a great place where you can show up, find connection with God and with others, and find healing for your souls and an opportunity to get stronger spiritually. And listen, uh, it has taken us just, it is this whole COVID thing, one of the things that has taken us by storm has been the richness of this community that we found online. We had sort of thought vaguely about doing something like that, but we're pushed to the forefront at uh, the time that we started dealing with the COVID restrictions. And so it has turned into now an, a place on Thursday nights where we meet with people who have become part of our community and we would love to invite you into that. Now, what we're doing in the next 10 weeks is that we're gonna be doing a book club uh, time together uh, discussing fractured faith. The venue is awesome because you can ask questions, you can engage with others, you can ask me any questions about the chapters. We're going to start this Thursday, so today we'll have our first meeting. Now, in those discussion questions, the anticipation is that you'll have read the chapter when you show up. Don't worry if you haven't. You can just click, you know, join our community. Uh, By the way, the way to join our community is to go to livingwithpower.org. At the top of the page is a blue box that says join our community. When you click it, it takes you straight into Facebook where you will be able to join the community. If you're very, uh, you know, comfortable with Facebook, you can just go to Facebook and look up Living With Power Facebook community. You'll see it right there as well. Uh, Now, when I do the lives on Thursdays, we're going to be discussing 
publishing the book, I'll give you some little short teaching on it and then I'll take your questions. I think it's going to be a rich time, a time where you can kind of talk about the things that you've been reading about and discuss the things, maybe the questions that have come to your mind as a result of what you're learning in that book. Uh, and so with that in mind, so we're going to do the, the weekly discussions live. We're going to be doing the conversations, the interviews every Thursday here on the podcast. And after the next, you know, eight to 10 weeks, we'll kind of go back to whatever our format used to be. Uh, if you are a longstanding listener to our podcast, man, welcome back. Please write us a review. The way that people get to know our podcast is by, by, by the reviews that bring it up to the forefront of their attention. And if you think that anything we do here is worthwhile for other people to hear about, to learn about, and to point them towards Jesus, then please help us in that way. And if you're just here because you came on accidentally, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here. You don't have to do anything. Just sit back, relax. Today is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. I um, have talked to uh, my people, my team members, and we have a small uh, leadership team at uh, Living With Power. And we decided I'm going to read the introduction to my book, put you in the mood kind of, kind of for the book. And uh, for some of you who have not heard about the book, maybe you haven't been um, familiar with me at all, this might be a, a way for you to get to know me and to see if this is something that will be worth your while. And so uh, there's a preface that I'll skip, but again, the title to my book is called Fractured Faith, Finding Your Way Back to God in an Age of Deconstruction. Today's reading is the introduction that I've titled, My Story. The morning I walked away from my church started like any other Sunday morning. I woke up and checked my phone. I scrolled through my favorite apps and made sure all was well in my world. I then got up, made myself a cup of coffee, and sat down at my desk. That's when I remembered that today was the day I had decided to leave my church. For the average listener, this might not sound like a massive declaration. But for any Christian who has walked away from their church, you know exactly the weight I was feeling. Add to that that I was a total insider. I had joined a famous mega church in Chicago almost a decade earlier and had spent three years working as the leader of the women's ministry. I taught regularly to large groups of women who knew that I had a close relationship with my pastor and his wife. I even had written two books that were coming out that summer. I felt special in those days, chosen and anointed. It was like everything had a purpose in my life. As an insider, I felt like I was at the center of a swelling movement, seated near the warmth of a fire on a cold fall day. It was something. Ten years earlier, I had given my life to serve God in what I thought would be a Bible teaching ministry. I had started a blog that was growing and was gaining more traction with speaking invitations. My relationship with that church seemed like God's added favor on my already blessed life. In those days, I measured God's goodness to me by the amount of blessings I was experiencing in my life. I suppose I was living in a mirage I mistakenly called Christianity. I didn't decide to leave my church on a whim. For months leading up to that fateful day, my Christian world was slowly disintegrating before my eyes. Several prominent elders had left our church without explanation, and they were blamed for being insubordinate after their departures. Rumors and blog posts about the pastor were popping up everywhere with allegations of abuse of power. I myself had been disciplined by the church for an incidental matter and forced to publicly apologize to that pastor. I had witnessed him harshly correct godly men from the pulpit. The tipping point, however, came when a video was shown during the service chastising some elders because they had confronted the pastor privately on some matters. I knew on that day that something was terribly wrong with that church environment. Even though my proximity to the leader circle had clouded my vision, I recognized a toxicity that did not line up with what I knew about God and his word. That day, I drove home knowing I had to leave. 
to leave would have certain implications on my future that I could not fathom. To stay would be a violation of my conscience. So I picked up my phone and quickly sent the text to my former pastor and hero. Today will be the first time in nine years that I won't be at your church. I have decided to leave and pray, pray you will be well. I had sent before I had time to rethink my decision. A few seconds later, I saw the bubble pop up on my phone indicating that my pastor was responding. I felt like throwing up as I waited for his response. His text left me feeling manipulated. It also strengthened my resolve to do the right thing and leave. That Sunday, over six years ago, began the slow deconstruction of my faith. Little did I know at that time how deeply the decision to leave my church would affect my faith. If I could have foreseen the pain that would come from that decision, I'm not sure I would have left. If I could have predicted how isolated and abandoned I would feel in the years to come, I likely would have ignored my conscience and gone with the flow. Instead, I chose to lean into disruption. My conscience had finally overruled the status quo. Still, ask anyone who has tried it. It's never easy to embark on a different road, even if that road is the right one. The first few months after my split, I thought I was okay. I started visiting other churches and eventually landed on attending a big church where I could show up week after week and still go unnoticed. I continued to speak and write about God with only minor disruptions. When people asked questions about my church story, I came up with a good enough answer to quiet them down, always careful with my words, always frightened that saying the wrong thing might impact my life and ministry. I still felt the pressure to sell the books I had published that summer. I was not naive about the impact my church decision would have on my life and ministry. In those early days, I believed God would step in and do something dramatic to make everything right. I believed God would defend me and reveal the truth about that pastor and his leadership team. I believed God would fix my problems and right wrongs. The longer I waited, however, the more skeptical I became. God didn't appear to do anything for a long while. Didn't God care about his children? Why wasn't he executing justice where it was due? Where was God in my pain? I looked for people to discuss my confusion, but the only ones I found were others who were struggling like I was. They were people like me who had more questions than answers. We recognized each other by the expressions on our faces in the lobbies of the churches we were visiting. If you've ever left a faith community, you're familiar with that look. It's one of weariness, of self-protection and guardedness. We walk into a room but never quite look people in the eyes. We answer questions with brief affirmatives, always giving the impression that we're doing great. The ministry's thriving, I'd say. God is working all things out for good, I would declare from the pulpits time after time. I believed it at first, until I started to doubt it. Then numbness set in. Numbness beats the struggle over doubt any day of the week. One day I was feeling it all. I was upset and angry and hurt and sad and confused and uncertain. I wondered what went wrong in my life and why I was being treated like the bad person in this narrative when I felt like the victim. I started to question myself. Did I make a mountain out of a molehill? Should I have just sucked it up and stayed? I couldn't quite put my finger on what was at the heart of my angst. Then it became too much to feel so much, so I chose to go numb. I ignored my emotions. I became an expert on self-isolation and building walls. There's a wall you put up when you don't want anyone to ask you anything. But there's another kind of wall you put up when you want to look like you're engaged in the conversation, when in fact you're still just hiding. I call it my small group wall. 
It's that thing I do when I pretend to listen and engage with other Christians, but my heart and soul stay safely tucked away behind an imaginary barrier. If you're a Christian who has ever attended a small group, you might be familiar with it. My faith began a slow deconstruction into disbelief. I felt ashamed, ashamed that I'd moved past blaming people to blaming God. Shame that, was, that what was once so easy to believe had slowly turned into a crisis of faith. Shame that all the teaching in the world and all the teaching in the world that I taught hadn't saved me from this crisis of faith, this slow erosion of my faith. If I could turn back time knowing what I know now, would I have left my church that sacred Sunday morning six years ago? Ask me on a tough day when I'm feeling particularly vulnerable and self-protective, and I don't think I would have. I would have chosen the comfort of safety, but I've learned that it takes guts to lean into the truth. It takes grit and the willingness to live honestly, to admit the struggle you're feeling. It will take everything in you to learn how to be your true self. For decades, I thought I had all the answers. I thought I was living honestly, but in reality, I had just shaped my life to be what everyone around me expected it to be. For decades, I thought I was living my true self. Some people live for the glory of self. During that time of my life, I still lived for the approval of other people. It took a crisis of faith for me to admit that what I had called my true self was only a fractured self modeled after a human understanding, not after God. It took a crisis of my faith, a deconstruction of my faith, to show me that what I had called my true self was anything but true. Your story may not be church-related at all. Your pain may be much more personal. Your hurt may have been born out of deep abuse. Your struggle may be the result of repetitive disappointment and unshakable bad luck. Your wounds may be the result of something you did or something that was done to you. Your skepticism may be due to your dissatisfaction with the standard answers you've heard to life's most difficult questions. That's okay. While it matters to recognize where we've been, it's much more important to know where we're going. And as you come on this journey with me, I will give you no trite answers and will avoid boring pit stops. We're marching towards wholeness. We're banking on freedom. You can choose to stay the course you're on. It might even be easier for you in the short run. Just turn off this audio, this book, and you're done. Same old, same old. But if you're sick of feeling stuck in your painful circumstances, this book will help you see a pathway to your purpose in your pain. If you're exhausted trying to control the outcomes in your life, we're going to talk about how your hurt is holding you back and how to release it. In the next pages, I'm going to explore five things that almost destroyed my faith in God. Suffering, expectation, rejection, surrender, and justice. I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to help you redefine those five words. I'm going to help you find answers to your questions about God. I know that's promising a lot, but I believe I can deliver. The reason is that I'm here typing these words when it's the last thing I would have chosen. See, today I believe again, and I'm going to help you get there too. Oh, and one more thing. You might think this book is about finding your way back to God, but it's not. It's about understanding that God has already found his way to you. Well, that's the introduction to my book, and uh, I hope it got your attention. It's uh, always sobering to read it and to remember that I lived through that, that, uh, that this is me. I wrote these words and meant them and still am shaken every time I read them. Hey, um, if you've gone through church hurt or deep disappointment in your life, then you know exactly what I'm feeling. 
And uh, maybe that's not you who's gone through it. Maybe you have family members who are deconstructing and questioning all the things they've believed because of something that happened to them. Maybe that's where this book can minister to, the, to you. Maybe you can read it to understand the amount of pain and how God can bring healing even through you to those people that you love. So if you're hedging about buying the book, uh, don't. Just get on Amazon and get it. Um, listen, it's short. It's shorter than my other books, but I believe it will bless you even more deeply. Um, if you are looking for community, don't forget to join us at the Living With Power community page. We'll be meeting tonight, Thursday nights, every Thursday night, and it's a live environment, so you can express yourself. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, hey, uh, know that I'm praying for you. God brought you here to our podcast. We really believe for a reason. I don't believe in accidents in this life. I believe that things happen for a reason, and I think that God has uh, has coordinated and orchestrated your life in such a way that you got to hear that intro for uh, for a very specific reason, and I hope that you'll lean into whatever it is that God is doing in your life. And if you've already read the book, thank you. Thank you for writing a review on Amazon. Thank you for writing a review on this podcast. Hey, man, we value every every single one of you, um, your support, your love, your prayers. And uh, uh, we're just excited about uh, what God's going to be doing here in this ministry through um, what he's done in my life. So now we just want to, again, I just feel like I'm never tired of saying thank you, man. This uh, is Thursday again. Uh, this is the Living With Power Hope podcast, a bit atypical today, but just celebrating the launch of the book. Uh, if you're in the Chicago area, we'd like to invite you to the uh, open house at our Hope Ranch. Uh, you'll get a chance to see it live. Check, go on our website. We've got all sorts of information for you and, and follow us on Facebook uh, also, or on Instagram or on Twitter. We've got all of these information, all of, all of the details for all of these invitations open to you and um, anyway that's it i'll see you again next thursday uh, next week we'll have an interview we'll be doing these great interviews with people you're going to want to hear from so come back and uh thanks for obliging me with uh, uh, the reading of the introduction to my new book and again thank you uh, for being here and thank you for showing up and supporting fractured faith finding your way back to god in an age of deconstruction 